This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have more feature interviews from Canada's Farm Show presented by Viterra. We talk with the Vice President of Agriculture for Real about today's events and highlights. We have the latest crop report. We chat with a farm equipment dealer and farmer from Nigeria about food security. And the manager of Canada's Farm Show is retiring after 15 years of running the event. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Officials are describing this year's revamped Canada's Farm Show as a huge success. It's the first show on the ground since 2019 and the first to be totally undercover to avoid hot weather and rain. Real Vice President of Agriculture, Kurt Westgard, is pleased with the show. The first two days have been outstanding. It's been great attendance. It's busy as ever, and the exhibitors seem really happy with what's going on. You said it was 18% the first day. Any numbers for the second day? I don't have second day numbers yet, but we're going to get to them next week when we do a wrap-up of the show, but it's looking strong. You're happy with the success of the show? Oh, very happy with the success. And not only am I happy, we talked to a lot of the exhibitors, and they seem very happy with what's going on. I think we have a setup now going all indoors that's going to have something for us to build on and move forward with. Has there been a lot of business here? There's been a ton of business here. We're just talking to our uh, international guests and our international buyers and they seem very happy. If you go upstairs at the IBC right now, they're all working on deals, so things are moving forward. It was said earlier this week, one to three hundred million dollars, you're still seeing that? Oh, for sure. I think uh, coming out of COVID and, you know, being the first show in about 1,100 days, people are very excited to get back to it. We're seeing lots of business happening. Tell us about today. What's the key highlights? Oh, today's fantastic. It's a day of collaboration and young farmers. It's all starting off with Farm Credit Canada letting, uh, giving hats to every farmer who comes into the show for free who's under 30. So it's all about collaboration and moving into some great events. We have... A great presentation by Brandt Industries doing an unveil at lunch and you know wrapping up uh, this afternoon with Christian Hebert who's a fantastic speaker to end the show with. Tell me about the unveiling. I'm tied up in the noon hour. Oh it is a huge piece of equipment by Brandt. You gotta go see it. Brandt's uh, unveiling a high-speed disc today. Your general thoughts about the show this week? I think it's gone fantastic. Uh, every exhibitor we talk to thinks it's going fantastic. I think if you look out today, it's 30 degrees, but we have a million square feet for exhibitors and people to come in. It'll be air conditioning and it's indoors and outstanding. Any change plans for next year? We always have plans to, to do better and uh, continually increase and try and improve on what we're doing. But we've got this layout and this show that we're going to continue to move forward with. It's great. Kurt Westgard is the Vice President of Agriculture for Real. 
Regina Exhibition Association Limited. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The latest crop reports as much of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt received rain during the past week. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says crop development faces some issues but moisture was certainly welcome. Yeah, there was a, a, a very decent amount of rain that fell across the province. You know, we finally had um, every region uh, of the province uh, finally get rain all at the same time. So that's very promising to see. And, and now we're seeing some of the conditions, the growing conditions improve. So, uh, you know, now that seeding's all wrapped up, except for some, some minor green feed fields going in, conditions are improving and, and we're looking, looking quite good uh, going forward. Of course, we'd still need a bit more rain uh, in the coming weeks. What areas will need more rain? Certainly in the West, uh, you know, they did get rain this past week, but, you know, a lot of areas did miss out. Uh, you know, that rain was highly uh, localized and it was just so dry over there that they certainly could go for some more rain. Um, of course, there are also parts of the eastern regions that, that have missed out on that rain or their, their soils are drying out quite quickly. So they also could get a shot of rain as well. What areas had the biggest rainfall? Over there in the west, in the Marengo and Smiley areas, uh, received 86 mils of rain. Stoughton and Spiritwood received up to 84 mils. Salt Colts with 61, with the Webb area with 38, and Star City with 32. So it's a really good amount of rain around the province. And, and just about everywhere, um, you know, got you know, the lowest that there was is under 5 mils. So there are still some spots that just got a little bit of rain, but not much. How do you best describe crop development? I would say it's improving. You know, it was stalled earlier this spring. Uh, in the west, it was stalled due to the dry conditions, and in the east, it was stalled due to the excess moisture. So now that we're getting rain in the west and, and a bit of heat in the east, things are starting to improve. Provincially, 33% of fall cereals, 55% of spring cereals, 45% of oilseed crops, and 64% of pulse crops are in their normal stages of development. So that's very promising to see, and, and we expect those numbers to keep rising as uh, conditions improve. Tell me about the main causes of crop loss this past week. The main ones were flea beetle damage and cutworms and, and grasshoppers have, have certainly done a, a number of uh, crop damage this week. Uh, as well as golfers. But the biggest damage uh, that we reported this week was hail. There was a couple hailstorms that came with these localized rainstorms. I know down in the Truax area, there was quite the hailstorm that, that leveled some crops. So hopefully the damage wasn't too severe uh, and those crops were able, able to bounce back. What's the soil moisture rating this week? Well, it's improved uh, across the province due to the rain that we got. So for topsoil moisture for cropland, it's rated as 9% surplus, 75% adequate, 15% short, and 1% very short. Hay and pasture is rated as 6% surplus, 68% adequate, 21% short, and 5% very short. So we'd like to see those numbers to keep climbing, and, and we're very optimistic for the, the rest of the year. Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I'm back here today with another Canola School episode, and I have here with me Hector Carcamo, who is a research scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So what sort of conditions do the flea beetles like? We mentioned drought. They really like those dry conditions, but how, do, how does heat impact them? Well, that's a very good question because it uh, depends, and I'm sure people will always say it always depends on something, right? Uh, with flea beetles, it depends where you are. 
because uh, we have two species of flea beetles in, uh, in the prairies in Canada. If you are in the south, where you have drier conditions, uh, especially in southern Alberta, southern Saskatchewan, basically in the brown soil zones, or the, uh, if, if you prefer the uh, vegetational terms, in the mixed grass or short grass prairies, you have uh, the black crucifer flea beetle. If you are in a more northern area, more humid areas, such as in the parklands, where there's more aspen forest, or in northern Alberta, northern Manitoba, then you will have more of the strife flea beetle. In fact, uh, the parklands extending to southern Manitoba also, right? around Winnipeg. So around there, they have more of the, uh, the striped flea beetle, and that is a very different beast. So that one likes uh, more cold conditions, and also it likes more humid conditions. Whereas the crucifer flea beetle, the black shiny one that we have around here in southern Alberta, that one likes like the heat, it likes dry conditions. So last year was a really good year for flea beetles. Uh, we saw the plants just way overcrowding of, uh, of canola plants at the, uh, at the pulp stage. And uh, this year I have, I have seen uh, flea beetles on flixweed. I think flixweed is a very good plant, it's a sentinel plant to uh, to uh, monitor insects like flea beetles, ligus bugs, cabbage hippo weevils, almost all these insects that are attracted to canola, they, they, they love flixweed. And I have seen so many flea beetles now on flixweed. It's, uh, it's very easy to collect. Uh, I think I collected something like 4,000 in, in about two minutes sweeping uh, flixweed. So they're very, very abundant. When you're looking at the different kinds, uh, the crucifer and the striped flea beetle, um, is there different thresholds between the two of them? We, we um, recommend the same thresholds. Uh, it, it seems that the amount of feeding they do has about the same level of damage. Uh, the timing is really important, right? So if you are in southern Alberta, uh, traditionally, and, and things are changing a little bit because we had a series, uh, probably we, we don't remember anymore, but uh, from about 2009, we had about three or four years of uh, fairly, fairly humid years, and that cause a bit of a shift in the species composition in our area so we we started to see a few more of the strife flea beetles so if you have a combination of the two insects it's very difficult to predict what will happen but normally if we have a, a dominance of the crucifer flea beetle if you plant your canola as early as you can and yes i know you have to avoid frost also <laughs> don't plant way too early but if you plant early enough say you know late april early may you have a good chance of escaping the peak of the crucifer flea beetle. Now, if you plant late, and especially if you are the last one to plant, right, uh, you, could, you could end up with lots of uh, crucifer flea beetles. If you live in northern Alberta, it's the opposite. If you plant the earliest, then you are probably going to be the trap crop for this striped flea beetle because that one comes out a little bit earlier. It, it wakes up from their sleep after the overwintering period and it will it will come to whatever canola is planted the earliest. So some farmers there, they actually wait until their neighbors plant. <laughs> he or she will get the flea beetles and <laughs> then you will be safe. So. so you're mentioning some trap crops. Is there any research surrounding that right now on uh, actually seeding trap crops for flea beetles? Because uh, we, we, we do know what an impact those flea beetles can have. Yes, uh, uh, I've done a little bit of work we, we tried to use uh, to see if they if they didn't like yellow mustard because there was a lab study that showed that they 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 don't prefer yellow mustard as much as canola but in reality in a field condition they will eat just the same and i think you people have 
experience already planting mustard and if there's nothing else around they will eat it so some of these trap crops only work relatively speaking if it's in relation to another crop so if if the Filipinos have the option to eat canola or yellow mustard side by side they will go after the the uh, the canola this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com this spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers late this afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm, wind west 20, the high today 31, the low 14. Friday, partly cloudy, wind west 30, gusting to 50 tomorrow, the high 24, 60% chance of evening showers and a low of 9. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 25, the low 10. Monday, sunny, the high 26, the low 11. Tuesday, sunny, the high 24, the low 11. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 22. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 10. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 29 degrees. The cold spot up north, La Ronge, at 10 degrees. So once again, Estevan is the hot spot, 29. Saskatoon, 21. Swift Current, 21. Weyburn, 27. Yorkton is 23. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 27 degrees. That's 81 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northeast at 10. Humidity is 40%. The barometer falling 100.8. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 26. Winds are from the northwest at 8. Once again, Regina, sunny in 27. That's 81 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Hi, I'm Justin. This is Canada's Farm Show Report. Brought to you by Nelson GM. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your lifestyle. Proudly serving Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. It's the final day at Canada's Farm Show in Regina. Saskatchewan's Outstanding Young Farmer Competition winner will be announced this afternoon at the show. The three nominees include Garrett and Jocelyn Pollitz of Biggers Peacross Ranch, Cody Straza and Allison Squires who operate a mixed cattle and certified organic farm near Wood Mountain, and Ashley and Lee Eastmond who operate Wheatland Cattle Company in Mortlach. The Vice President of the Outstanding Young Farmers Competition in Canada, Danny Pender of Manitoba, says the competition has several guidelines for a winner. Basically excellence in uh, improvement in agriculture, farming practices, land stewardship, environmental stewardship, growth in your business, financial growth, and community involvement is also a big part of it. The winner goes on to the National Outstanding Young Farmer Competition this fall. The Farm Show once again wraps up today. This is the Canada Farm Show Report. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A delegation of three people are from Nigeria at Canada's Farm Show in Regina this week. Soji Ayala. Director of a farm equipment company in Nigeria says he's here to find livestock handling equipment. We'll be back for Agribition this fall as well. I'm here as part of the delegation from Nigeria to the Canada Farm Show. Um, what my company is actually looking for is um, livestock and equipment. We do a lot of equipment, you know, back and forth with other um, countries in our countries. You know, we have arable land, and um, all through the year, we farm. We farm, and then we also fish, so that's what we do. So I came here to look for equipment to support our food production and um, livestock. So that's why I'm going to come back for the aggravation. Have you found anything here that you would buy? Oh, yeah. I spoke with um, the guy from... Uh, Hedgehog? Hedgehog, yes. A lot of equipment that um, they manufacture. I spoke with the guy, and is um, we're looking forward to a beautiful um, partnership. What kind of livestock equipment are you looking for? Oh, okay, you know we do um, we do the cattle. We also do um, for me, for us. So I'm talking about parts of farms, not for the entire delegation. Yeah, because everybody has what is looking for. So for Porsa Farm, we're looking for um, equipment for cattle and um, for the chicken and how to better raise and rear. So every year we have um, production, not you rear. After some months, you have to restock and then rear. So there's a, there's a gap. So for us, it's equipment and the technology to make sure that there's continuous food supply. And Canada is a hub. You cannot overlook Canada when it comes to quality, okay, production of equipment. You cannot um, overemphasize um, QAQC when it comes to Canada, you know. And competitively, they are very good when it comes to pricing, you know. Is food security an issue in Africa, in your part of Africa? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In Nigeria, we have, uh, they say we have over, over 200 million people, about 250 million people right now. By the, public, by, by the census, the last census that we had. So you can imagine how big Nigeria is. And you cannot overemphasize food supply, food supply. Any business you, you do in the food business, you can be sure that you're a rich man, you're a wealthy man. Has the war uh, in Ukraine, the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, caused concern or affected food production in Nigeria? Well, we, yes and no because um, we do local production. It's heavy. There are some investors from outside the country that come here to invest, because we do, in the northern parts, that's where it's very agrarian. You have um, the, every, they produce all kinds of things, rice, sorghum, soybeans, millet, corn, beans, that's black IP, all kinds of things, you know. But down the south, we are mostly fish farmers, cattle, and also the chicken farmers, okay? We also have, we're also agrarian. 
every land we have, it's so the government encourages food production. Now, but they say we um, we import so much flour and um, wheat from um, Ukraine and um, all the places around that side. Now, so the the war in Ukraine has truly affected food supply from outside the country, okay, into Nigeria. So it behoves on us who are who have just ventured into the agri space to come here, see how I've been coming to Canada since 2008. I used to be in the oil and gas sector, so I visit food production and food security is a big issue in Nigeria, vis-a-vis -vis our, our population. It's very important that we are, food, we are, we are self-sufficient in food production. Now, so where else can we come to if not Canada? And if you're talking about Canada, where else can we come to if not Saskatchewan? And then where else in Saskatchewan if not Regina? Soji Ayala is director of a farm equipment company in Nigeria, part of a delegation from Nigeria at Canada's Farm Show. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com the manager of Canada's Farm Show is happy with this week's revamped show. Shirley Janeskos says putting the entire show undercover to avoid heat and rain has been well received by exhibitors and visitors to the show. Fantastic. We actually um, decided to talk, to talk about the indoor show in 2019, at the end of 2019. So it's taken us, you know, because of the pandemic this long, to get an indoor show put together for our guests. And um, the response has been phenomenal. How about attendance? Awesome. It's unbelievable. The aisles are packed, exhibitors are happy, and our parking lot's full, so we're very excited. Response from exhibitors about the changes to the show? It's all indoors. They were leery at first. They, were said, they said, we don't know how you're going to get that in here, but now that they've seen it, they said uh, it's an amazing job and an amazing show. Well, it is soccer-type stadiums. You should be able to get a lot of equipment. <laughs> we do. We've converted hockey rinks, uh, soccer stadiums, trade show space, banquet space, turned it all into trade show space. So. And you've got a million square feet to hear it? Well, I think it's 1.5 million of indoor square feet. Yeah. How many exhibitors and what's, hap what's plans for next year? We have about 500 exhibit spaces within our show, and I think the plan for next year is just going to continue on down this path and, you know, an indoor show and I welcome all of our, our exhibitors right from coast to coast as well as into the U.S. back at our show again next year. Have you heard of any big sales? We are just in the process of gathering all that information from our International Business Centre. We've had a lot of delegates here this year. It's uh, Ethiopia, Australia, Mongolia, Japan. So countries we never thought that would even get here are here at the show. We'll be collecting their data at the end of the day today and then we'll have information about that early next week. And you've been happy, in summary, with the show this week? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I think the, the feedback as you walk through the space of the show is just so positive. So I think everybody's ready to get back to business face-to-face, -face, and I think we nailed it with that. Tim Reed said earlier this week, 100 to $300 million in sales. Do you expect that oh, to be true? Absolutely. We have some big delegations that have come in to see very specific dealers or manufacturers here. So I think we'll see some great results. Tough show for you this year? <laughs> it was a tough show. It's actually probably the hardest show. Um, part of it because I think I haven't done one for a thousand days, right? And then moving indoors, there was some unknown to me. If you can imagine, I've worked here for 15 years doing this event, and I myself didn't know some of the 
obstacles we're going to come across with an indoor show. So, yeah, but, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. What was the hardest obstacle? You know, I just think the unknown, like getting people in, building the show, because it just doesn't magically happen, right? All those large exhibitors, there's a plan for them, right? So all of, um, and none of them were used to having an indoor show at our event. So it was new to them too. So phone was ringing constantly. This has been going for months and months, right? Move-in started the 17th of June. So we've been going hard since the 17th of June. So it's a long time. I understand you're retiring and... Tell, reflect back on what you said 15 years of running the farm show yeah. so reflect back for me I just I, you know I think back to the show 15 years ago when it was outdoor show and a little bit of rain meant behind the scenes pumper trucks pumping out little you know parking lot holes and, and even driving through the lot and trying to make sure all the the um, holes in the lot were filled because of the winter we had right so it's all of that has just changed so much in the, the last 15 years and even the way we promote our show has changed it's just it's done a full 360 just in time coming up market update market update is brought to you by freeze tom and lumber and sask pork working on behalf of saskatchewan hog producers and our community Grain prices were showing downward movement. Viterra prices for canola fell 38.20 at 8.47.32. Flax dropped $40 at 10.22.67. Lentils declined $7 at 8.37.50. One red spring wheat went down 8 cents at 4.69.70. The rest unchanged. Durham 5.87.89. Feed barley 3.58.83. Chickpeas 9.99.99. Oats 451.53, yellow peas 514.96, and feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat fell 22 and three quarter cents at 10.83 and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Hello, cattlemen. Junior for Heartland Livestock Services, Yorkton. With your market report for the week of June 22nd. We had a light run on offer here this week with 571 head on offer. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale. 650-pound steers, 226. 750 weights, 212. 650-pound heifers, $1.84. 750-pound heifers, $1.70. On the cow and bull trade, we saw the cows up 5 cents from last week. 311 cows, averaged $1.04. D1, D2 cows, 98 to $1.14 and a quarter. D3 cows, 92 to 98. Your light shelly cows, 65 to 90. Your heifer at's $1.10 to $1.48. Your bulls, 93.50 to $1.49 a quarter with an average of $1.32. We only had six cow-calf pairs this week that sold from $19.25 to $21.50. Our next regular sale is June 29th with receiving on Tuesday, June 28th from 8 to 8. There, then in July, we'll only have two sales, July 13th and July 27th. For all your marketing needs, give us a call here at HLS Yorkton. Thank you and have a great day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two forty-seven eighteen per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The Water Security Agency has announced $700,000 for Saskatchewan farmers and ranchers to develop responsible farm water management. The Agricultural Water Management Fund is a pilot program designed to help farmers create responsibly managed and sustainable farm water management focused on controlling and organizing water flows. Applicants can receive up to $95,000 per project 
based on a cost-sharing approach. It can be used for qualified technical support, engineering costs, and mitigation works for new farm water management projects. On the markets, the TSX is down 307 points to 18,696. The Dow has fallen 131 points to 30,351. Oil has fallen 98 cents to 105.21 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is unchanged at 76.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.